0: Hey everybody, it's the SIFT Football Podcast, this one for the Super Wild Card Weekend. Coming up uh, later today, we're recording this on a Saturday, and the uh, Raiders and the Bengals will kick off the weekend a little bit later. Uh, on the show today, we talked about headlines from Week 18, also all the coaches that got fired, and we did something called Pizza Party. Welcome to the Sift Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. This one for. The Super Wild Card Weekend of the NFL 21-22 season. We are going to talk headlines from the last week of the regular season. Of course, preview the playoff games, give out some croutons, some other stuff. But before I do anything, I'm going to welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how are you?
1: Uh, Good morning, Mr. Professor. I am doing pretty good. Uh, You can follow me at... Twitter. If anybody wants a little playoff breakdown a little further, maybe we talk about on next week's show. Uh, we can certainly do that. Reach out to us. Let us know. Um, the weather is starting to change outside, so that must mean it is a football playoff time. Um, I think our weather is a little bit better than what's going to be happening in Buffalo today, but that's for another day.
0: Yeah, it's a frigid 55 degrees outside right now, I think, something like that. Uh, All right, uh, I'm going to start with a random fact. This one is football-related, and you may have seen this stat this week. A quarter of the NFL coaches lost their jobs this year, whether they resigned or were fired. So we have eight coaching vacancies right now. We have Urban Meyer, and if Daryl Bevel does not uh, come back as the coach, they will have had four coaches in the span of a year. Is that good or bad?
1: Well, uh, did they get four football victories this year? I forget what the record was. <laughs>
0: I think they got three. Maybe so. They
1: got so there you go. What one win per head coach? That's um, that's pretty impressive.
0: Uh so we had Urban Meyer fired, uh, obviously in the uh, earlier in the season. Then we had Joe Judge at the end. McFangio, Matt Nagy, Mike Zimmer. Brian Flores, David Coley, and of course Gruden resigned. Um, Rich Basaccio may may or may not be back next year. I think it kind of depends on how they do in the playoffs. So I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on that. Um, but you have any thoughts on the coaches being fired? I know there's some stuff to talk about here, but uh, do you have you want is there one you want to start with?
1: It, it's crazy because these coaches they come in and you know now there's eight people that are gonna get a head coaching job this year. You know eight whether it be eight assistants or f- from the college ranks it's it's a lot of responsibility you're putting on somebody and they're coming in knowing that they've only got a three to four where where a year window to get something done to resemble a, a winning culture or you're gonna be out end uh, that's how much these teams value winning and that's how important winning is in the NFL
0: if Flores is uh, uh, interviewing with the Jaguars this week, I think Flores is the top guy that's probably going to get another head coaching job right away. I think he was, I mean, just looking at it from the outside, Brian Flores probably fired for the slow starts. Um, you know, overall, the teams have uh, been impressive by the end of the season, but some slow starts. I think if they made the playoffs this year, it would have been really hard to fire him after this season, but... Uh, they came up just a little bit short in that one. Do you have any thoughts on Brian Flores?
1: Yeah, I, I, it was kind of a head scratcher to me. Um, I, I think this, you know, they, this team wants to load up on Tua, and I don't think Brian Flores is the coach for Tua. Um, I think a coach like Brian or Brian Bien-Ami, um coming in from Kansas City would be a, a good coach to maybe jumpstart his career, uh, him and Tua's. And I think Brian Flores is a great coach, and I think he is going to find a spot somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe they want to go offensive uh, there in Miami. Uh, David Coley was fired, uh, even though the Houston Texans did definitely overperform uh, with that roster. But I didn't. I, OK, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I don't remember a lot of people being upset or, or praising David Coley during the season. I feel like once he got fired, I saw lots of tweets from various sports uh, anchors, sports sports personalities, saying um, that he uh, he didn't deserve it. He should get another year. Uh, So I, I just I don't remember a lot of David Coley praise during the regular season, but now that he's fired. Everybody seems to be upset. Um, he is getting twenty-two million dollars to not coach football for the Houston Texans next year, so I'm not too sad for him. You have any thoughts on David Culley?
1: Yeah, no, that um, that's the good for David Culley. I hope he takes a year off. <laughs> All <laughs> right, it's um, this time of year.
0: What about Rich Basaccia out in Las Vegas? Do you think he has to win today to keep his job, or do you think maybe they bring him back?
1: it's fascinating how um, they're talking about having to find a coach for the Raiders and all he's doing is getting his team ready to play football. I mean, a lot of things had to happen for them to get into the playoffs, but here they are. And I mean, if they happen to win today, now you're talking, how do you fire a coach that won a playoff game for you? That was given a, you know, a two and a three uh, dealt to him in poker. And he somehow turned it into a winning a winning hand.
0: Yeah, good Vegas reference there. Um, so is there, a, is there a coach that uh, – I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Is there a coach out there that you think maybe should have been fired? Uh, anybody that is on the hot seat still that comes to mind?
1: No, you know, I think, uh, I think the coaches, we all – you know, we were kind of talking about this before. Minnesota was going to lose their coach. Uh, Matt Nagy was, did he get, he got fired too, did he not? Yeah, Nagy and Chicago yeah, Zimmer and Minnesota. The, yeah, so both of them, it was pretty much the writing is on the wall, but, you know, they're, they're, there's the NFC North is starting to fall into like the AFC East, where Rodgers is just the reason that that division keeps losing. And if you eliminate Rodgers from that division, look, look how competitive the division becomes. I mean, just in the AFC East alone, you got rid of Brady and that competition's all of yeah. a sudden they up for grabs. So they're, they're getting an unfair shot at it, but that's kind of the way it goes. They weren't brought in to beat Detroit. They were brought in to beat uh, Aaron Rodgers and get to the playoffs. So that's what you need to do. All right, so
0: let's quickly talk about uh, what happened last week. So Dallas beat Philly 51-26. For some reason, Dallas played their starters well into the second half uh, when really they weren't really playing for anything. I'm not sure what the point of that was. Uh, The Philly played all their backups. Um, uh, That crushed my crouton bet. Um, And you did warn me about that, but I had no idea they weren't going to play any of their starters, and the Cowboys were going to play deep into the second half. Uh, any thoughts on that game? Does that game mean anything at all?
1: No, it, it means nothing. Uh, when some like Philadelphia, they, they didn't need to win. So they, they, they were preparing for the following week. Um, it's just this is going to happen in the last week of football, whether there 17 or 16 games. Uh, it's the reason why fantasy football ends the week before.
0: All right, and but well, let's talk about a game that did matter. Pittsburgh beat Baltimore 16-13, to and obviously eventually that led to them being in the playoffs. A couple other things had to happen first. Um, do you have any thoughts on Pittsburgh uh, before we move on to how they got into the playoffs?
1: As much as I've been dogging them kind of over the past few weeks on how they're – you know, they're, they're starting to rebuild or starting to prepare for next season. Um, there's one last uh, ride in it for Ben Roethlisberger, evidently. Um, maybe he can pull some magic out of the tank and send his team out a run to the, to the Super Bowl. Uh, but they're going to definitely have to do it on the road. Um, it's going to be a tough road ahead. The teams that are playing now are high quality opponents and they're going to have the work cut out for them for sure.
0: All right, and they obviously play at Kansas City. Um, that's tonight, correct? The Saturday night game.
1: That is uh, no. I'm not oh, so sure. Buffalo, I know Buffalo, Buffalo,
0: New England is the Saturday yeah. night game. All right, uh, but how do they get there? Indianapolis lost to Jacksonville, twenty-six to eleven. Uh, so unfortunately, we can't bet against Carson Wentz in the playoffs. Uh, that's the sad part for us. Um, any thoughts on Jacksonville beating Indianapolis when they are playing for nothing, but I guess divisional pride or something like that.
1: Uh, Oh, well, I'm sorry. Say that again.
0: I said, well, any thoughts on Jacksonville? Cause I mean, they, they really weren't playing for anything.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, they, they, you know, they pulled off the victory and what held Indy from the playoffs. So they were playing yeah. for, they were playing for something, you know, and it was, Hey, we can prevent this team from getting there and they did
0: all right and then the uh that that was the first uh block that needed to fall for pittsburgh and then uh just to go to the the titans for a second the titans short up the one seed by beating houston 28 25 uh, a lot closer than probably most people thought that was going to be uh but they did get there seattle beat arizona 38 30 that kind of um that game was going on as San Francisco was playing the Rams and obviously San Francisco stormed back and beat the Rams in overtime 27, 24 Um, that, you know, basically flipped uh, nothing because Arizona and the Rams both lost, but San Francisco uh, gets into the playoffs. Do you have any thoughts on any of that that I just talked about?
1: Uh, You know, Arizona and the Rams, they were playing for the division. Um, Seattle is always that team that is, you know, a division foe is always going to go back and forth with you. And, you know, they, they had surprise for Arizona. So Arizona falls, doesn't win the division. Uh, San Francisco made a hell of a comeback in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jimmy G tied up the game and then made that game and then, you know, helped win the game in overtime. So they made the playoffs as the, down their 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 por- portion of the deal uh jumping ahead a little bit but you know all three teams you know we kind of saw them being playoff teams and uh all three of both of us picked out all three teams to make it in so here we are in week one of the playoffs
0: yeah and then uh, speaking of that Miami beat New England to keep New England from the division title of course the the bills beat the Jets anyway but uh, Miami won 33-24, not enough to save Brian Flores' job, but uh, in not enough to make the playoffs. They just fell one game short there. But um, And then Buffalo beat the Jets 27-10. to you have any thoughts on uh, what's going on there in the um, AFC East?
1: Yeah, uh, fi- you know, fi- Buffalo finally gets a chance to win the division. It's been quite a while uh, mm-hmm. other than, wait, last year. Yeah, no, they won it last year, yeah. Yeah, other than last year, so, uh, you know, the back-to-back. Um, they're, they're starting to give New England a run for their money now that, like we just said a minute ago, Tom Brady's gone. Um, I, I think it's going to be a really good playoff game tonight, um, and there's, a, they have only played in one of the playoff games. Did you lose me?
0: Uh, yeah, just for a second.
1: Okay. So Buffalo and New England only played in one other playoff game. Do you know when that happened? Oof. Um, Don't think too hard. It was a very long time ago. Oh, was
0: it a long time ago? Okay, so before they my po- time.
1: So they played one time in the playoffs in the AFL when they both finished with a 7-6 and six record in 1963 wow. and had to have a tiebreaker game to see who would play the then uh, San Diego Chargers for the AFL championship. Wow. Their 125th meeting in between them in their first official playoff game in the current NFL format. In the Super Bowl era. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um,
0: wow, I did not know that. I didn't realize Buffalo and New England had never played.
1: I so. didn't either until I started. I was thinking to myself just a little bit ago, I said, it can't be very often they've played in the playoffs. And sure enough, they've never played in the Super Bowl era.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, like, you know, Bledsoe went to the Bills after the Patriots. I was thinking, did they did that Bills team make it into the playoffs and play? But I, I think that would have been very memorable, the Bledsoe playing against his former team against Brady. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the last game. Las Vegas, 35, the Chargers, 32. Um, we both saw this game. Uh, I was trying to go to sleep early, uh, believe it or not. I, I actually turned the TV off and uh, – and basically, but then I, I woke up and I, I was like, I can't back, get back to sleep. Let me just turn on this game, and it went on for another two hours uh, well into the morning on the East Coast. Do um, you have any thoughts on Las Vegas uh, over the Chargers?
1: You know, it's it, it's almost like the game was scripted, the way it went down to the very wire, and two seconds left in overtime. Uh, it, it's crazy that... to. Th- if that kick would have missed, they both would have made the playoffs. Um, just the way the whole scenario broke down all the way through Sunday. <coughs> Excuse me. Leading all the way, all the way up to um, the end of that game. Um, good for the Las Vegas Raiders. They pull off the victory at the end, and I, I guess it feels pretty good to make the playoffs and knock out your your uh, foe at the same time. Uh, The Raiders are going to be on the road either way. So they, you know, it's a win-win for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, winning got them a a matchup against uh, Cincinnati uh, instead of uh, Kansas City. So you could see them playing for that reason, uh, not to have to play Kansas City in the first round. But um, I think the bigger thing is just, um, I mean, you could kneel down and tie. But, I mean, there's something called rule 17 in the NFL where the commissioner can step in and say, are you colluding? And if he decides you're colluding, you can be penalized for that. So I don't know that that would have happened, but it's a possibility that if they just knelt down at the end, when they had a chance to try for the win, that something like that could have happened. Um, I mean, it's just not the nature of football for you to just tie you know, on purpose. Right. So,
1: um, yeah, um, I I think the colluding would have definitely been uh, the topic of conversation had, you know, they not even made an attempt at their field goal. Uh, Why the coach called a timeout with 30 seconds left. I'm still curious about that one. I I don't think it changed the end result. Um, I think he was just there was a timeout and frustration of like, there's absolutely nothing I can about this and it, it sucks. Uh, but you know, my advice to you coach is score more points in regulation,
0: yeah. The timeout, I don't, yeah, I don't think the timeout was anything other than maybe just let's get arranged for this. Uh, you know, the, the, the Raiders were in shotgun, um, they called a timeout, then the Raiders ran the ball and the Chargers didn't stop them. Um. yeah, I don't think it made a difference in the end based on what everybody said, um, the interviews after the game. It looked like in the moment, though, that they kind of screwed themselves over. Um, all right, let's let's move on. I, I wanted to quickly kind of run down like what my I, and I didn't prepare you for this because we save it for the podcast. But and so you probably don't have your win totals in front of you um
1: oh but i do
0: oh you do okay so you want to run down the uh the win totals that we predicted at the preseason, um and then how they they turned out
1: yeah i i only highlight i mean i still have the list in front of me but i highlighted the ones that you and i got right and there was a clear winner
0: (laughs) all right well let's go through it i'm gonna go through it division by division uh we won't spend a ton of time on this but we will uh so I'm gonna start with the NFC North. Uh, they played the NFC West and the AFC North, and the Packers. Uh, their projected win total in Vegas was 10. Um, they ended up with 13 wins. I said 12, and so I was wrong, but uh, but but I I had the over correct. Um, Vikings. Uh, their projected win total was nine. Um, I thought they'd win seven, and they won eight, so I correctly went under there. Uh, the Bears, their win total was projected to be seven and a half. I said they would only win three games. They won six, so still under uh, their projected win total. And then the Lions is an interesting one. Um, their projected win total was four and a half. I thought they'd win five. They only won three with the one tie.
1: Yeah, so that's... Won- um ties are really hard to overcome um i wasn't very good either i had uh green bay at 12 and 5 as well minnesota at 9 and 8 detroit at yep. 5 and 12 and chicago at 8 and 9 um green bay is the only team i really was really close on every other team i was quite quite missed the boat
0: all right so um i didn't get any of those right on the number um AFC North. This is the way it's organized. I think it's just uh, I did a back and forth with the directions. Um, a- AFC North played the NFC North and the AFC West. Um, I'll start with the Browns. Uh, their projected win total was ten and a half. I said they'd win ten games, go ten and seven. They actually won eight. Uh, Ravens. I was off on this one. Um, I they were projected to win eleven. I thought they'd win eleven and go eleven and six. They only won eight. Bengals. Uh, I projected them at five and twelve. They actually won ten games. Their projected total at the beginning of the season was six and a half, though. So I think a lot of people were off on um, on the Bengals this year. And then the Steelers, um, I said they go nine and eight. Uh, they did win nine games, so that one I nailed on the number. They were projected to win eight and a half.
1: Yeah, they um they they did win nine games, but didn't they have a tie in there somewhere?
0: Uh, yeah, they tied, but they were nine seven and one, right? Nine seven
1: and one. Yeah, I I don't think it counts if you forgot <laughs>
0: if uh, I didn't put the so,
1: <laughs> so Cincinnati. I I picked to go four and thirteen. Um, we were both I think the most strong about this one team than any other team. Sitting out there. Uh Cleveland, I picked ten and seven as did you. Pittsburgh eight and nine. So I was way off two without a tie. And Baltimore at six and eleven, if you remember correctly. I I didn't think Baltimore was gonna be great this season and you had them to be a big winner. Yeah. I thought they were gonna win the division.
0: All right. Let's move on to the NFC East. Uh, the Cowboys were projected at nine wins. They actually won twelve. I had them going ten and seven. The Eagles projected to win six and a half. Uh, what was the over under? And I said they would go four and thirteen. They actually won nine games and made the playoffs. Uh, the football team was uh, projected eight and eight and a half. Um, they won seven. I had them going eight and nine. And then the Giants. projected to win seven they only won four but i had them going seven and ten so um i didn't get any of those correct
1: yeah uh i didn't do very well myself i had dallas going at nine and eight maybe there's still a little hatred in my heart for the cowboys um and i can't legitimately pick them with a you know pick them with a unbiased opinion uh Philadelphia I went six and 11 Washington football team six and 11 the New York the New York football Giants at eight uh, nine I didn't really get any of those right either um, you know it, it was a pretty predictable season overall for the NFC East but neither one of us predicted right right you're correct
0: uh, let's move to the AFC East uh, Patriots uh, projected at nine and a half wins I said 10. And seven, uh, they were 10 and seven, so I got that one right. I guess um, the Jets projected at six. Uh, I said five and 12. They actually only won four games. The Bills, I projected at, uh, were I'm sorry, were projected in Vegas to win 11. I said they go 12 and five. They indeed won 11 games, and lastly, the Dolphins. Nine and a half. Was there over under? I said they'd be nine and eight. They were they indeed won nine games. So um, uh, what was your prediction for the AFC East?
1: So my AFC East prediction was not as good as yours. You nailed two teams. And I even miscounted when making up the list of how many teams you and I got correct. Um, I, I picked New England to go nine and eight uh, Buffalo to go 14 and three. I saw them as the big winner this season. Uh, the New York Jets at three and fourteen, the opposite of Buffalo and Miami at ten and seven, inching in the playoffs. Uh, they fell one game short of that and missed the playoffs.
0: All right, and then with two divisions, well, what do we get? The uh, NFC East. So we got the yes. yeah, NFC West and uh, AFC West, and then we'll do the uh, the South. Okay, uh, NFC West. Uh, I had the Niners going thirteen and four. Their over-under in Vegas was 10 and a half. They won 10 games. Seahawks, uh, I had them going 12 and 5. Of course, I didn't predict they would lose Russell Wilson. Um, but they and they only won seven games. Their preseason prediction was 10. Uh, Rams uh, were pro- projected at 10 and a half. I, I thought they'd go 12 and 5. Uh, they did win 12 games. And then lastly, in this division, Cardinals projected at eight and a half uh, they actually won eleven. I had them going ten and seven.
1: Yeah, I was um I was close myself. San Francisco I had going eleven and six. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams I saw them going eight and nine. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks nine and eight and the Arizona ten and seven. Um the Rams in Seattle, you know, I, I saw them as different different from the beginning of the season and they went different directions. Yeah.
0: That was close. You were like one game on all of those. All right. Uh, the AFC West, uh, the Chiefs were projected at twelve and a half. Uh, I thought they'd go 14 and three. They won 12 teams this year. Uh, Broncos, I said they go four and 13. They were projected eight and a half. They won seven. So I was off on that one. The Chargers, uh, I thought they'd go twelve and five. They actually uh, only won nine games. Uh, missed the playoffs. They were projected at nine and a half. And lastly, in this division, of Raiders. Uh, I had them going seven and ten. They actually went ten and seven, or was it 10-6? Do they have a tie?
1: No. Uh, I'm not sure. It's not anyway, in front of me. They
0: they uh they won ten games, so I was off by three games on them.
1: Yeah, I, I had Kansas City going 13 and 4. Uh the the Las Vegas Raiders going 7 and 10. Uh Los Angeles Chargers going 8 9 and Denver going 7 and 10. I guess it was pretty close on Denver. Um yep. You got Denver Ka- right. Yeah, and Kansas City is always, you know, going to be a huge win team. Yep.
0: All right. Uh and then we have the AFC South. Um the Texans, I projected them at four and thirteen. Their preseason projection was four. They won four games, so I got that one right. Um, the Titans projected at nine, I guess, but um, I had them going twelve and five. They indeed won twelve games. Uh, the Colts, I was a little uh, uh, under on them. I said they would go six and eleven. They were projected at nine. They indeed won nine games exactly. And the Jaguars, I had them going three and fourteen. They won three games. They were projected to win six and a half at the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, that's um, Jacksonville. I went five and twelve. I I actually had hopes that they would make, resemble a football team this year. Yeah. Uh, Houston, I predicted one and sixteen to resemble absolutely nothing except being able to beat the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, Indy, I had I was pretty high on Indy at the beginning of the season. Picked them twelve and five. Uh, they ran into a couple of issues where that didn't happen, and I did correctly predict Tennessee at twelve and five. As did you. Um, they had a good year and they are looking to build on that.
0: So I got three of the four correct in the AFC South. I was just way off on the Colts. All right, yes. the NFC South. The NFC South. Um, I projected the Bucks to be fourteen and three. Their over under win total was twelve. They won thirteen games, so incorrect there. Panthers. I had them going uh, three and fourteen. They were actually better than that. They won seven games. They were projected at seven and a half. Saints. I had high hopes for them. Uh, they lost Jameis Winston. I think it made a difference. I don't know if they would have been thirteen and four though. Uh, they were projected in Vegas to have nine wins, and they had nine wins. And lastly, the Falcons had them going seven and ten. Their projected win total was seven and a half, and they did indeed win seven games. So I got that one right.
1: Yeah, that was uh, pretty good for you. You got a few of them right this year, More, quite a few more than I did. Um, I had Tampa Bay going 13 and four. Uh, The saints going eight, nine Atlanta winning a whopping two games out of 17 and Carolina going nine to eight. All
0: right. So I wasn't keeping track of, uh, of that, but uh, do you have the total uh, of how many we each of us got? Right.
1: Well, I had the total and then you reminded me of one or two that you got correct. And I, I guess, so I think I got the score at seven to three for the season. All right. Um,
0: Let's take a break. I want to do something um, called uh, pizza party when we get back. We're going to look at croutons from last week and this week and then sink or swim and talk uh, uh, pizza party right after So I mentioned that I want to do something called a pizza party. Uh, what I'm doing with the super wild card weekend games is I'm doing each game if it was a pizza. Now uh, the mayor and I used to work together at a popular pizza chain, um, and so what I've got, and I, I want your feedback on this, mayor. Um, these games as pizzas. So I'm going to start with Las Vegas at Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, If I'm correct, neither of us had either of these teams in the playoffs uh, at the beginning of the season. So this was a completely unexpected game. Las Vegas at Cincinnati. I don't even know what to exactly expect out of either of these teams. The offensive line for Cincinnati is not very good. Um in pass protection, but somehow, uh, Joe Burrow puts up a lot of yards. Anyway, this is an unexpected pizza. This is the person that calls up and orders, uh, Italian sausage, pineapple, and tomato with extra cheese. Uh, it could be really good. It could be really bad. Um, what do you think of that combination?
1: Yeah. We, when you start getting those, uh, Ultra crazy combinations. Um, You almost want to be the person that delivers that pizza because you're silently judging that person. (laughs) And pulling up to their house usually confirms all of your silent
0: judgments.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right about that.
0: All right. um, So I have this uh, next game, New England at Buffalo. That's the game tonight. Um, uh, Maybe a little bit predictable, but I'm going to go Buffalo chicken pizza but left out in the cold for a very long time. Uh,
1: You know, I don't enjoy cold pizza or cold chicken Uh, food that was intended to be hot. I like eating hot and food that is intended to be cold. I like eating cold. With that being said, I do not want to be left out in the cold.
0: Yeah, and this pizza is going to be very, very cold tonight. Uh, Maybe like as much as 10 degrees below zero, so... Uh, that's why I picked Buffalo chicken left out in the cold. All right. Philly at Tampa Bay. We're calling this the Philly special. Um, it's just basically provolone and steak and mozzarella and green peppers. Uh, but you obviously know why it's called the Philly special. We got Tampa Bay with Tom Brady against this Philadelphia team that beat him in the Super Bowl. Not exactly this team, but. The general idea. So I got this game as the Philly special pizza.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a pretty good special. Um, the, the problem with that is you can only get it, every, you know, every once in a while, like the McRib. Right. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be very special for Philly by the time this thing is all over with. But uh, that cheesesteak pizza is good every once in a while.
0: Do you think if uh, Tampa Bay's up by three scores in the fourth quarter, they try a uh, a touchdown pass to Tom Brady?
1: Uh, no. All right. You think I, Jalen- I think they'd reserve that for the Super Bowl.
0: You think Jalen Hurts is going to catch a touchdown? Yes. Oh, interesting. All right, that would be another Philly special. All right, um, San Francisco at Dallas, your team. Uh, This to me feels like um, one of those classic 90s playoff games. So I'm going personal pan from Pizza Hut, the pepperoni and cheese you could only get uh, if you read so many books uh, when you were a kid. Uh, That's what this game feels like to me, a personal pan pizza
1: no you you know i'm going to have to punt on this one uh, you this is more like the uh, house special um that you know when you think playoffs in the nfc you think the cowboys and the 49ers Uh, they have met in seven or eight championship games now, and both been in several, um, these two teams were playoff contenders all the way through the eighties and nineties. Um, you better make it a large one when you're going for this pizza, but it will be a good one. Yes, for sure. Uh,
0: all right. Pittsburgh at Kansas city tomorrow. Um, so I've got this, this one as a half plain cheese pizza and the other half is a half blackened ahi tuna roasted peppers with white sauce.
1: And wh- where where are you going to <laughs>
0: Um like you'd have to go to a very specialized uh pizza place for this. But um but that's the kind of thing I think I think uh, it's going to be very bland on one side and maybe very spicy on the other.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um it this is a uh... You know, it seems like a sure thing when when there's a sure thing, but on the opposite.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that in a second, obviously, when we get to our croutons. Uh, But here's the last pizza. Arizona at the L.A. Rams on Monday night. This is uh, this I have as a veggie lovers pizza, but maybe a little bit of uh, crushed red pepper on top.
1: You, you know, it seems like you could probably add in some sun-dried tomatoes. You know, I mean, in Arizona, they can roll those things right out, their field right out into the desert's air and uh, get some natural sun-dried tomatoes going on top of that pizza. Those are really good as well.
0: Yeah, they can definitely add the, that that to the veggie lover's pizza. All right, so I thought that would be fun. We'll do that next week, too, with the matchups. Uh, let's talk croutons. So, unfortunately, a bad week again for me got totally wiped out. Um, I took Philly plus four. I didn't realize Dallas was going to play their starters, especially not the whole game and try to score as many points as they could. <laughs> um, so I got crushed on that one. Indianapolis minus 14 and a half. Just about everybody in the country was wrong on this game where the Jaguars won outright and it wasn't even really ever a game. And then uh, Atlanta plus three and a half. New Orleans, uh, uh, beat them down so uh, i wasn't even close on that one either uh so i lost uh, 300 more croutons last week
1: yeah i i don't have my note in front of me from last week i think i only won one game at 50 croutons if you could pull it up my um yeah technology does not work the best sometimes
0: yeah no you got the new england miami game 40 over which uh, we both liked tennessee minus 10 did not work out Uh, And then Arizona, minus five and a half. They lost to Seattle.
1: Yeah, okay, thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, let's start it off this week. I've got three picks. Uh, I don't know how many you did this week, so um, I'll start with my first one. I'm going to take those Raiders going into Cincinnati, getting four and a half. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't know. I don't know if the Raiders will win outright, but I think they can cover four and a half against Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty good pick. Uh, I did see Las Vegas uh, as possibly pulling off uh, an outright win out there in Cincy. Um, I'm going to start my first game with KC Pittsburgh. Um, I don't like the point spread, but the 46, I think there's going to be an an opportunity for an over there. I think Kansas City may light up the scoreboard this week and try to put on a show for their hometown fans, and I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be able to slow them down very much. Uh, So 46 over, I'm going to lay 50 crew 10s.
0: Well, in the wild card round, this has been the case that uh, double-digit home favorites have been uh, very successful. So, um, while Pittsburgh seems tantalizing because everybody's on the other side, um, i stay away from picking uh, Pittsburgh in this game. All right, New England at Buffalo. um, I'm going to go 44 under here. Uh, I think that the cold weather is going to make for a Probably a run-heavy offense, uh, especially for the Patriots. They're going to try to keep Josh Allen off the field. That's their, probably their defense, of uh, their way of stopping the best weapon for the Bills. So I'm going 44-under for 50 croutons.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty good pick. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that one a little later, maybe. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers in Dallas. Uh, the 49ers are getting three points. Um, I'm, I'm betting with, uh, probably a little bit of motion on this one, but I'm going to lay 50 croutons on the 49ers plus three.
0: Yeah. I think, um, you know, 49ers probably going to win that game outright. I think you're, you're on, on the right track there. Uh, Arizona at Los Angeles Rams, the Monday night game. This is my spicy meatball. I'm going to go 49 and a half over. I think there's no way that this game doesn't turn into some kind of shootout in the second half. Uh, these teams are are you know going to have to put up points. I think one team's going to maybe jump out to a lead, and there's going to be a lot of passing in this game. So I'm going 49 and a half over for 200 croutons.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and going back to that New England Buffalo game, uh, I also do like the 44 under. I think this game is going to resemble a lot like it did uh, a couple weeks ago when they played in Buffalo the last time, and you know, uh. Mac Jones had three passes but won the game yeah. um so under 44 for my spicy meatball of 200 croutons where I'm going this week
0: all right so we both like that under um based on our past couple of weeks I I wouldn't necessarily advise anybody to use our picks but um, <laughs> but I think I think they're all pretty good this week um the last thing uh we do need to mention so um I did not win um, in the Pick'Em League all year. I got close a couple times. I did not win either of my uh, fantasy leagues, lost in both championship games. I'm probably not going to win the Croutons. I'm probably going to lose that for a second year in a row. But I can say it's official. I have won something on this podcast. I won in Sink or Swim, the first uh, first annual Sink or Swim SIFT podcast contest. I, I, actually-, I actually pulled out the victory.
1: Yeah, congratulations to you on that. And I'm glad the um the uh reward or penalty isn't to named to its title. I don't know how well I can swim with the concrete brick <laughs> strapped to my foot. Uh, and I don't ever want to find out if I can. All
0: right. Uh yeah, so that what happened is uh the mayor had Indy. Everybody liked Indy. I liked Indy uh, against Jacksonville. They just had to win against Jacksonville to make the playoffs, and they didn't do it. Um, and so I ended up with the victory. I picked Detroit. It didn't really matter, but Detroit uh, did win. And that's uh, Sink or Swim. All right, so obviously looking forward to this week, uh, this this weekend's games um you are, are off tomorrow to, to get to watch these games and uh, especially for your game uh, do you have any other games that you're uh, most looking forward to besides that niners dallas game
1: well, unfortunately, I'm not off. I had to uh, make a deal with um, with the workplace to uh, get out in time. I will be home in time for kickoff as long as people drive the speed limit on US-41. <laughs> 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 so uh, that's a little snowbird joke for all you uh folks that might be listening yeah. in. Uh, yeah, traffic. Um- this time of year because people come visit us uh, yeah. uh so I anyway miss,
0: uh, i don't miss trying to deliver pizzas in a timely manner in uh in in that state um right now
1: yes yeah, so just remember you've always got 30 minutes and <laughs> always always watch the nfl playoffs but you
0: do. You will get to see all these games tomorrow. So what besides the Niners game, um, what game are you looking forward to the most?
1: So I think um, the Monday night game is the game I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, I, I think it's going to be exciting, a Monday night football playoff game. And that's going to be quite exciting.
0: Yeah, the Rams are trying to do a whiteout. Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of Cardinals fans there just because of the proximity um, so it's going to be a mix of red and white in that crowd, uh, for sure. Um, I, I always like, uh, weird weather games. So I'm kind of looking forward to this Buffalo new England game tonight. I know it, it's probably not going to be high scoring or exciting, uh, but it will be interesting to see how the players react to uh, very, very cold temperatures and how the coaches, uh, scheme around that, uh, football feeling like a big frozen rock.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a, f- a fun one to watch on TV. Uh, I was looking at my clock just a few minutes ago before we started the podcast, and I'm thinking to myself, I was like, how early are the people going to be tailgating in Buffalo if the game is at 815? And I have to imagine they're probably starting a party right about now. Oh, for uh, sure, yeah. I would just urge people if you actually want to be able to somewhat coherent in the game don't start drinking liquor until after sundown.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't start lick, the liquor until uh, about game time if you want <laughs> if you want to make it through.
1: <laughs> no shots before sundown that's the rule.
0: All right I'll, I'll pass that message along uh, to my my friends in Buffalo. Uh, All right, anything else before we uh, wrap this podcast up and get ready for these games set uh, today and tomorrow and Monday? Uh,
1: Who do you think is going to be the uh, underdog win of the weekend?
0: You know, I got a weird feeling about Philadelphia. I think they can run the ball and keep Brady off the field um, like the Patriots are going to try to do, Um, but I'm not going to put any croutons on it.
1: So you would you would pick uh, Philadelphia. I will go with the 49ers. I think they're going to be one of the only uh, road teams to win this weekend. Um, I think a lot of these teams are, you know, pretty good. Cincinnati may have a chance, but I wouldn't necessarily consider the Raiders a big underdog against Cincinnati. Um, but I'm going to go with San Francisco. All right. Yeah. So I mean, I think San Francisco
0: is going to win as well. But uh, like you said with uh, Cincinnati and the and the Raiders, I don't I didn't really think of that one as a, a crazy underdog. the The Philadelphia Eagles are minus eight and a half, I believe. The Steelers are uh, minus twelve, something around there. Um, so we obviously um, picking the you know of the big big underdogs. I'm picking Philadelphia. All right, uh, let's uh, conclude the podcast. I want to, uh, on behalf of the mayor myself, thank you for listening. Uh, and sifters, we will uh, carry on the fun next week um, with the divisional round. Um, and so we will talk to you then. Bye. All right, there you have it. Uh, another SIFT podcast in the books. I uh, hope you'll uh, join us next week when we know the results of the Super Wild Card Weekend Games and we can break it all down for you. So until then, uh, have a great week.